This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Huge week in the Ryan Coaster household. Huge day, in fact. You might hear some noise in a while. It's quiet now, but Bobby has struck a deal with some local uh, scheming merchants to (laughs) have the front drive power washed. Now, we're sitting ducks. Moss season is upon us. We have a big front drive that you can fit maybe four or five cars in. It's gated. I don't know how many cars. I've never tested the capacity. I'm not popular. I don't have parties. I don't have friends. But I think you could fit like at least four cars in there. It's covered in moss. It annoys Bobby. He thinks a lot about the outdoors, um, the yard. I think that's very Canadian male trait. I don't care. I don't really look. I can't go outside right now anyway, apart from to walk my baby. It's not like I'm picking up. Ooh, there's a bit of a, a residue over by the bins. I don't care about that. But these guys came to the door today and they offered Bobby uh, a deal. They said, we will power wash all this moss away for a fee. Bobby talked them down slightly from that fee and they accepted and they've been out power washing for most of the day. Well, I saw this happening and I said to Bobby, hang on, I've seen a program about this recently. I think it's a scam. I think there are groups of guys who go around and they say, oh, we'll, we'll pave your driveway or we'll power wash your driveway for this amount of money. And then when they finish, they come to you and go, oh, it's this much. You have to pay us this much, actually, because it was more work than we thought. It took more time than we thought. And they basically sort of bully slash guilt people into paying more. I mean, already this looks like a scam because the guy just came to the door a minute ago. I was walking with Fred and he said to Bobby, oh, Ah, uh, you know, there it actually takes a bit longer than I thought, and it's gonna be this, and it, uh, you have to pay us cash. Bobby's like, cash? I'm not paying you cash. I'm doing a bank transfer. Like he needs a receipt, right? No, these people. Oh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. And now you will notice I did an Irish accent. My family's from Ireland. I don't mean to make any assumptions about uh, these guys. Oh, there's a power washer. Can you hear that? With a big house, you shouldn't be able to hear it, but uh, you can. Uh, annoyingly, did Bobby check to see if I was doing my podcast today? Ah, uh, it's not his fault. I'm unreliable at best. But um, I don't mean to say that that someone from like an Irish traveling community would run a scam on you, but that happens to be the program that I saw. Also, I have to apologize because last night, not last night, last week's podcast, I was talking about Molly May uh, and her internet controversy. She's in a relationship with Tommy Fury, who is a traveler. I said something about, oh, you know, what kind of wisdom... I didn't mean to say that the traveling community aren't smart. Certainly not that they're, you know, they don't work hard. I meant to talk about the traditionalism. I think that that community are not 
uh, generally very progressive from what I know. You know, the women stay home and the men go out and there's uh, just very traditional views in that community. So that's what I meant. What I meant to say is you shouldn't expect someone like Molly May, who's got, you know, ties to a community that's quite traditional to have very progressive views and to always know the most woke thing to say. That is what I meant to say. I was walking. I was doing like Fred's walk and trying to do the podcast multitasking at the same time. It was a mess. I shouldn't do that. I should give my full attention to the podcast. Obviously, I have spicy views at times. I always tell exactly the truth, what I believe. I know that not everyone's always going to agree with me. I do appreciate that people respect my opinion in the way that I present it, even if they disagree with me. And it would be a beautiful world if we could all offer each other that same grace. But I have to clarify sometimes. And I cannot wait to fucking see if this uh, power washing is a scam. I'm almost certain it is. But Bobby, I mean, good luck to them if they start to be like, actually, Bobby, we want twice as much as we quoted you. He's not going to give it to them. So, like, where does the scam end? What's going to happen? He's got Fred down there. Fred looks very dangerous. Between the two of them, I know they've got it handled. Today's podcast is all about autoimmune disorders, autoimmune disease, autoimmune response, whatever you want to call it. I have incredible contributions from my Sarnia childhood friend, Maeve Gamble. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. She didn't spend seven to 10 years in medical school to be called Maeve Gamble. She is Dr. Maeve Gamble to you. She is a specialist rheumatologist. Uh, I'm going to find out her exact title in a bit, but I know that she focuses her specialty in like autoimmune response in pregnancy, that area of rheumatology, I believe. And she has counseled me before on lupus, specifically lupus in pregnancy. She's like, you know, very into all the new research. And I feel like some doctors get comfortable. You go to see the old ones and I don't know, like, yes, they have lots of experience, but do they get stuck in their ways? And do they really understand something that's a little bit atypical, like autoimmune disease. Will they put out the fire, not the smoke? We'll get to that shortly. I have yet to make any mom friends. That is mostly because I'm not searching for any. I don't have time to be friends with anyone, let alone, you know, what's the point when your babies are this young to make friends with another mom? Because the babies can't really play together. I suppose if you need someone for support, you need to commiserate, you want to hang out with someone with a baby. I mean more power to you but to me that's just an extra person crying in the room and Fred doesn't really know there are other babies yet I point them out to him but he, he certainly has no interest in playing with them I think they do something first if uh, my memory serves me correctly called parallel play where they'll play sort of next to a baby for a bit but they won't interact with a baby at this age so what's the point point? and I have enough friends zero so I go to this monkey music class with Fred very often. That's one type of playgroup that you can uh, attend. There are many different kinds, but he likes this one because there are instruments, colors. It's really fun, age appropriate. They have different sessions for different babies. So I've been going to two of them, actually. I spread myself out because I do get busy sometimes. I'm not in the same place every day, every week. So I just sign up for all the ones in my area and I go when I can. So I went to this music class and there was a mom next to me who had an American accent, really cute little boy, um, really chill little boy. I was jealous because Fred was like in a spicy mood that day. But this woman sounded American, like posh American with that British twang. She sort of talked like this, like, yes, I'm from Connecticut, but I've been living in the UK quite a while. And I 
Not Canadian, certainly. I said to her, though, uh, I turned and I said, what part of America are you from? And of course, the one time you say that, she comes back and says, I'm Canadian. Well, I'm Canadian. She's lived here 10 years. I've lived here 15 years. I don't feel like I have a British twang. It sounded lovely on her, but I don't have it. It's funny how some people get it and some people absolutely don't. But I was just totally floored. I got it all wrong. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm Canadian, but you just sounded, for some reason, like you have this beautiful American accent to me. Where are you from? She said, I'm from Toronto. I said, oh, I'm from near Toronto. I went to uni there. Oh, what uni did you go to? And we went to the same uni. And another mom next to her clearly knew her already, so they started chatting. And then I was sort of, like, buffed out of the conversation. Like, a few things that I said, they just blanked me like didn't hear they weren't being nasty they just you know everyone's preoccupied in their baby and then one mom says to the other oh a few of us are going out for drinks after this at the cafe would you like to come for a coffee and I just sat there like uh because you know when you're young you might feel some shame about that you might feel left out you might get hot cheeks you know feel sad I just sat there with a face like hey Like, I can't hide my emotions from my face, despite the fillers and Botox. I sat there with my mouth open, like, (laughs) is this really happening? Are you inviting her to the cafe right in front of me and not inviting me? So I just kind of stared at them, like, what? And she goes, yeah, yeah, a few of us are going to the cafe. Perhaps you'd like to join us. And I just thought, I'm really not fucking invited. And it might have been because a few moments before the woman said to me, oh, what what year did you go to university? And I told her I'm older than she is. And she said, oh, I thought you were younger. You have amazing skin. And I said, I know. Maybe I shouldn't have said, I know. I was kind of trying to be funny saying it in a jaunty way. Like, I know. Because I do know my skin is sublime. Maybe they just didn't have my sense of humor. Or maybe those two knew each other from something else. I don't know. But I just, I mean, it absolutely tickled me that I was pointedly not invited to this cafe. I looked at them too. I just kept looking to try to make eye contact with one, just out of pure curiosity to be like, oh, I wonder if they'll extend the invitation to me too. But no, that's what people are doing now. The pandemic is ruthless. They will just make plans, group plans right in front of you and you can look them dead in the face and they'll stare back and go, yep, not you and carry on. I mean, I I couldn't have respected these women more. Uh, I'm sure it was just an oversight. They were really nice, by the way. I'm not trying to slag them off. It just, I mean, maybe it's the outfit that I wear. I just wear like tie-dye tracksuits everywhere I go. I look like a real problem. Ooh, exciting update from the power washers. They're swimming in the pool. I know, I know. This has gone terribly wrong, hasn't it? They've also taken a bunch of pictures of the garden. I assume that's for before and after of the power washing, but I secretly hope that this is part of the scam. (laughs) More info as I get it. Importantly, the reason we're all here, autoimmune response, autoimmune disease in you, in your baby. I am not an expert. Uh, You should never take medical advice or relationship advice or any life advice or professional advice from this podcast, but it's just out of interest. Um, I might know more about autoimmune than your doctor. I certainly know more about it than your GP. I mean, look, The last thing I want to do in the pandemic with the cron on the rise is slag off any doctors, any NHS people. Although I wouldn't be the first person to devalue you. You got like it went from, oh, I really hope my daughter marries a doctor to like junior doctors are giving blowjobs behind the bins just to make the rent. I don't think that's happening. That might be happening. I don't know. 
hopefully not the 6% who are unvaxxed. They're getting this the chop from work next week. I was reading that the NHS are absolutely going to implement this thing and sack 80,000 unvaccinated workers. And then what? And then what? They will be queuing at the job seeker's office along with all those glamour models who went, you know, by way of Nuts Magazine getting canceled. Do you remember that time? It was. It's a tough time in each industry. We're all taking our turns. I've completely got sidetracked. What I wanted to say is... <laughs> Fred, as some of you might know, developed eczema. This is a atopic dermatitis rash on his face. And I was thinking, well, what is this from? Because he was fine up until probably five months. It started in November. There are a few things that happen in the UK in November. The weather changes, it gets cold, but also I think when babies get to be that age, they lose their natural immunity from things via the placenta. But I still didn't think they could you know, get sick really if they're still being breastfed, which Fred is exclusively breastfed apart from, well, he's not exclusively, he's mostly breastfed apart from he does sometimes have a bottle of formula at night and we're trying to wean him, but he's not very interested. Weaning means giving solid foods. I have not given him any allergens, like the top allergens that is milk, eggs, soy, nuts, fish, uh, gluten. I've never fed him that, but I've been eating that in my diet, not all the time, but I just eat sort of like a mixed, pretty healthy food. I drink wine. Sometimes I have coffee. I have spice. I have salsa, jalapenos, stuff like that. And I do eat cheese. I just eat kind of whatever I want, whenever I want. And everything was fine so far. But with the eczema, which is, I believe, an autoimmune response, your first thought is, oh, does this baby have allergies? Is my milk passing on any harmful nut proteins, milk proteins? Who knows? If your baby has eczema, they are 30% more likely than other babies to develop allergies. I rang my GP because Fred has a private pediatrician from time to time, but I recently got this local GP and I thought, oh, this is the best person to deal with Fred. I don't like driving him into the city because he kicks off in the car. So I rang the GP, hi, can I have an appointment for my son to have a skin test? He has actually quite rapidly progressing severe eczema. By severe eczema, I mean that part of it had scabbed and anytime there's a barrier, like a, a break in the skin barrier, then you're vulnerable to infection and stuff. So it's a big deal. Um, I had been treating it. I've been keeping it really moisturized, giving him baths and just like warm water, not using soap, not using any harmful detergents. I've been putting a little bit of a steroid cream on it, which people have mixed views about. Uh, it will resolve a skin issue with you and with a baby, but it's a it's a steroid. It's like a serious step to take. So I've been using that sparingly. It just wasn't totally fixing it. And again, even if it was improving it, that's the smoke, not the fire. I'm always interested in, all right, let's quit putting out the smoke and address where the fire is coming from. So I ring this GP. God bless him because he probably has to deal with people who have no idea what's going on. He spoke to me, very nice man, not his fault, but he had to, I presume, go through a checklist with me like I'm an idiot. He's like, oh, what's the eczema like? What have you been feeding him? What have you been eating? Like he has to make sure I've done all the easy things first. Have you been moisturizing him? What? Yes, I have. With what? Oh, with mud from the garden. It's got all the organic material. Like what does he think I'm going to say? So finally, you get through the labyrinth of questions and finally he says, all right, I will write you a referral to a pediatric dermatologist. I said, great. They will do the skin test. I can't do the skin test. By the way, this is on the phone because nobody goes to a doctor's office anymore. And I said, oh, how long will that take? He goes, several months. I'll be honest with you. It's going to take a really long time. I was like, 
just, it's not his fault. Again, I was heartbroken, not for myself, because what did I do? I rang the private doctor and I got a skin test the next day. I'm privileged. But that makes me upset. Like I know that other people don't maybe have access to this and they're going to have to wait months and they're not going to understand how to resolve an itchy, scaly rash on the baby that's making them miserable. That is all I've been able to think about the last few days is those people. So I'm not like a full asshole. I've just been thinking like, well, where do you go? What do you do? And what you do is an elimination diet. You strip everything out of your diet. You try to address the eczema and make it go away. But then I think most people would would have to just introduce then one food at a time once the eczema is gone, if that helps it go. I mean, if. So I only did about a week of the elimination diet before we got the skin allergy test and it all came back negative. That means Fred doesn't have the type of allergies that flare up right away. But someone on Instagram just told me it could still mean he has slow acting allergies and I should still take all that stuff out of my diet. Now, I believe that if you have an autoimmune condition, that you should take any potential um, autoimmune triggers out of your diet anyway. I think that can help, but that's not even official advice. So who the fuck knows? Who knows? I want to help me. I want to help you. I want to help your babies. I want to help your friends. If you have someone that you love in your life who has autoimmune and they're like, oh no, my doctor said diet has nothing to do with it. I mean, maybe your doctor's right. They went to medical school. I didn't. But um, I don't think that doctors have to take any sort of like dietary nutrition class in medical school. I don't think it's part of it. And why? Because I think food is one of two things. It's either medicine or poison. All food. All food is either medicine or poison. Now, you can have a little bit of poison now and then. It's fun. Sugar's fun. You need some salt. Alcohol can be fun in moderation. Uh, but you need to be getting all the medicines too. And especially if you're not well, food I think can be your medicine, in addition to medicine, right? But um, we're going to hear now from Maeve Gamble, who her official title is, she is an adult rheumatologist in Canada. Rheumatologists, if you don't know, diagnose and treat autoimmune and inflammatory conditions that affect the joints, muscles, and blood vessels. Some examples of the diseases that Maeve treats are rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, wait, wait a minute, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic 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 arthritis and ctds ctds are like lupus and shrogrins i can't even read and here i am dishing out advice i've asked mave some questions luckily you don't have to listen to me anymore mave has sent me some voice notes with incredible advice for you i hope it helps and if this doesn't apply to you maybe you find it interesting anyway some examples of the diseases that I treat are rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, and connective tissue diseases like lupus and Sjogren's. I was way off pronouncing those, and I'll thank you not to draw attention to it. Autoimmune diseases are still a bit of a mystery. We do know that it occurs when the body's immune system mistakenly targets and attacks its own tissues. The immune system has basically gone rogue. Sometimes it will attack one specific organ, which is the case in type 1 diabetes, where it attacks the pancreas. Other times, the attack is more widespread, like in lupus, where it can attack multiple organs, including the skin, lungs, and kidneys. There are many factors to determine if a disease is autoimmune. There usually needs to be both clinical and laboratory evidence. Blood work can be tested for autoantibodies, and certain antibodies are suggestive of certain autoimmune diseases. 
but it's important to understand that naturally occurring autoantibodies can occur in people who have normal healthy immune systems too. That's why we don't typically order these tests unless patients have specific symptoms to suggest a specific disease. I've always read that lupus is way more common in women, like 90% of sufferers are women, and of those, many are black women, Latina women. So Maeve, why is lupus sexist and racist? Certain genes can increase your risk of autoimmune diseases, and most, but not all, autoimmune diseases are more common in women than in men. Many of the autoimmune diseases that I treat are more common in women. For example, lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. These are not modifiable risk factors. We can't change our genes. This is getting playfully JK Rowling. I hope she moves on. But we can be kinder to our bodies because we do know that there are lifestyle risk factors too. For example, cigarette smoking, poor quality diet, and obesity have been shown to increase someone's risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis. And risk factors will vary between each autoimmune disease because each autoimmune disease is very unique. Patients often ask me how their diet can affect their disease. I think following the basics of healthy eating is just good to improve health and well-being in everyone. There are so many autoimmune diseases that it's really hard to make a generalized comment about diet. Um, and also these diseases are so unique. However, we do know that high levels of CRP have been linked to Western diets. CRP stands for C-reactive protein, and it's a marker of inflammation in the blood. A Western diet is the perfect recipe for inflammation because it consists of high levels of saturated fats from meat products and highly processed or refined white flours. I do think the link between diet, gut microbiome, immune cells, and autoimmunity is very, very important, and I think we're going to learn a lot more about this. Look what we have done. I love the idea that Western diet is synonymous with shit all over the world, and I don't even mean saturated fats and, you know, eating badly. I think Western diet should just be adopted as a general slam. You know, well, what's her problem? Mmm, Western diet. Autoimmune diseases do tend to cluster. A single individual may have more than one autoimmune disease, and members of the same family often share the same or related autoimmune diseases. This is a strong argument for a genetic link. Some autoimmune diseases commonly occur with others, and having a combination of at least three autoimmune diseases is called multiple autoimmune syndrome. Lifestyle modifications that I mentioned may not prevent or stop autoimmune diseases, but they may help lower your risk of developing another. This is brutal news for Fred because my family are absolutely riddled with autoimmune disease. My sister Carrie has celiac, but she also has a few other things. Uh, let's call her quickly. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? What are you doing? Um, I'm waiting to see if Bobby's being scammed by some power washing uh, racket. Oh, no. Hmm. So what autoimmune diseases do you have? List them. All of them are funny enough in the same area. So I have celiac disease, 
colitis, ankylosing spondylitis, endometriosis, and asthma. Jeez. And do you feel like you know what that's from? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it all, so first celiac disease, I was diagnosed in the 80s before anyone knew what it was. Um, but I feel like everything else is from being a late teen, early 20s in the bar industry and probably not being very strict with my diet. And it probably like manifest and caused all the other autoimmune diseases that were already in my genetics to have to flare. Do you think? That's what I think. Yeah. Huh. I think a lot of people live like that when they're young. I know, but they might not be predisposed to autoimmune diseases or already have one, right? True. Like celiac disease, well, anything can go under remission, but celiac disease in particular changes hormonally. Yeah. So it can be like really bad before puberty and then a little bit better during puberty and then perhaps get worse when you're pregnant and like it jumps up and down. So you should just never have gluten if that's your deal. But when you're 21 years old and working until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and dating kitchen staff all the time, I mean, you're going to cheat on your diet. (laughs) And cheat on your kitchen staff. Exactly. With other kitchen staff. Well, what do you know about when you work now as an esthetician? What do you know about autoimmune as it, like, presents in the skin? Everything presents in the skin. Your skin is like your first line of defense, and it's usually the first reaction that you have. Remember when you had cancer and you had like it looked like chest acne? Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot and about that. Like, and I was like, "What is that?" Like, and I was like, "You need to go to a dermatologist." We're out by the pool, and you were twenty-three. I was eighteen. We're out by the pool, and I was like, "What is going on?" And you're like, "I don't know." There's this thing on my leg too that someone at work pointed out, and I was like, "That's cancer," and I don't know what's going on with your chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, your skin is really a first-line defense. So, a lot of times, with any skin, like, I can't diagnose anyone. I'm not a doctor. I can give them insight on what kind of doctor to seek and make them be an advocate for their own health. Because I had to go to seven doctors before one would send me to a gastro. Yeah. Seven. And they were like, mm. One doctor literally told me, maybe you should go for a walk. And I was like, no, I'm having 17 bowel movements a day, dude. I don't have time to walk. And <laughs> maybe you should go for a walk. I shot myself on enough dog walks, sir. <laughs> I had. It was enough. I was like, I can't even like eat half a meal. Anyway, <clears throat> it is what it is. But they don't take women seriously, that's for sure. And they also don't know too much about autoimmune, so... You know, it's tough when I see people and their skin's like, oh, it's always bad. It's always dry no matter what I do. I can't put enough moisture on it. I can't hydrate it enough. I'm like, well, then we need to start looking internally, and that's not my job. Mm. Maybe you should start to seek a rheumatologist, or maybe you should start to see this person or that person. But I can't diagnose them. Well, not being a doctor has never stopped me. Equally, not being a therapist has never stopped me from diagnosing people with toxic relationships. Any illnesses that you have, I think you need to date and marry and have babies with as far away from your ethnicity as possible. Yeah. Do you know, I think... I think that's, that's the key. I think we're brutally inbred, me and you. Like, we... and oh, 100%. Yeah, and Fred, too. Like, Fred... Um, Bobby's obviously not Irish, but somehow Fred looks full Irish. Like, he looks racist. He looks... <laughs> 
<laughs> like an absolute football like hooligan. When you put him in a suit. Yeah, in a suit, he looks especially racist. But like, he's so white. And um, I just don't understand how he got so many recessive genes from me. What do you think is causing his eczema if it's not allergies? Well, there's there's a lot of things that can cause like dermatitis. There could he could actually have an allergy to the pets in the house, and it can flare kind of like base what's on, what his skin's on. He doesn't really have it on his body, but sometimes that's the first place that'll show up. It can be from laundry detergent. And they didn't really test for that. The other thing is, remember when Violet had, like, baby lupus on yeah. her scalp? Yeah. I mean, it can just be a response from your autoimmune and you were unwell. And you're still able to breastfeed, and that's good because it gives him an immune response. But it might just be his immunity responding to whatever it is you had. Oh, yeah, maybe. Rather than him, like, physically be getting like getting ill and having the same symptoms you had. It's like his body kind of getting immune to it, and that's where his response is. It can be a whole load of things. You just have to guess and pay attention to it and keep track of it. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for how's your time today. How's, how's Bobby? How's Violet? How's Fred? I mean, Bobby's good. I just can't wait to see if this power washing thing is a scam or not. I mean. It's definitely a scam. I hope so. What's the temperature like there? I mean, it did need power washing. It's all mossy, but it's cold. It's like zero, one, two, around there. Oh, well, you're just making an ice rink out there or a slip and slide? We're trying to kill the housekeeper. No. <laughs> I don't know. I've fallen down our driveway before, so hopefully again. I know. I saw the video. Yeah. Okay. We'll be careful. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. All right. Carrie and I can pontificate all day long. Let's get back to Dr. Maeve Gamble. I asked her about Fred's eczema. What the hell is it? Is it an inflammatory response? Is it an allergy that's hiding? Is it autoimmune? There is some controversy with regard to the role of food allergy and eczema, and I'm certainly not a pediatrician, but patients with eczema do have higher rates of allergic diseases than the general population. Children with eczema can develop asthma and allergic rhinitis later in childhood. And the progression from eczema in infancy to allergic rhinitis and asthma in childhood and young adulthood is actually referred to as the allergic march. What I do see is something called neonatal lupus. Neonatal lupus is an autoimmune disease where anti-rho antibodies from the mother are transferred across the placenta to the fetus. The baby can have heart, liver, and skin issues, and the most severe complication of neonatal lupus is something called complete heart block. This will occur in about 2% of babies born to mothers with anti-rho antibodies. These antibodies can be seen in rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and Sjogren's, and these women do require extra monitoring throughout their pregnancy. Yup, that was me. I had to go for scans to make sure that Violet didn't present with that heart block around the 20 week mark. I went for a couple scans. She thankfully did not have the heart block and I was taking hydroxychloroquine while I was pregnant to minimize those anti-rho and anti-la antibodies that I do have. We had to have those scans for Fred as well. And as much as I talk about, you know, wait times and everything else, the NHS were great both times getting us right into pediatric cardiologist specialists, whatever fetal cardiologist specialists, and uh, made sure to get those scans done. 
annoyingly lupus um, specialists would get other things wrong with me, but they were really hot on the heart block. Violet did have neonatal lupus when she was born, but she didn't have organ involvement. She just had the rash on her head that I had on my face. And as my antibodies left her system and her own body, you know, made her own, it went away and Violet doesn't have lupus now. And then Fred did not have that rash. He's just got this eczema. I actually feel really lucky that as a family, we understand a lot about autoimmune diseases. It's obviously unlucky that Carrie suffered so badly with celiac when she was a baby. My mom was really pushed off like, oh, you know, fobbed off in Canada. Is it your first baby? She was like, no, it's my third. And she weighs her four month weight at 11 months. Please give me an answer. You know, I can't imagine how scary that would be. Thank goodness it wasn't something more serious. But um. I think a lot of people still don't understand. So I asked Maeve what she wishes the general public understood more about autoimmune conditions. Autoimmune diseases do occur in otherwise young, healthy individuals. And I find patients struggle with how this could happen to them. But as I've alluded to, it's really just the perfect storm of genes and triggers. I find patients are overwhelmed with the diagnosis because it's a chronic disease. It's not like pneumonia that can be treated with an antibiotic and resolves. This is something these patients live with. I try to reiterate how many people live normal lives with these diseases and that because it's so treatable, you don't always know who's living with them. They do find comfort when they realize they're not alone. And that's why I think it's so great you use your platform to talk about your experience. Thank you for noticing. I am an angel with exquisite skin who does not get invited to coffee mornings. I also sense some relief when patients realize that they'll be getting long-term follow-up, they will be monitored closely, and that most of these are treatable. I am so grateful to Dr. Maeve Gamble. She spells it the, um, well, not the Gaelic way, because you'd just be spelling that down the phone all the time in Canada. She spells it like an easy way for Canadians. M-A-E-V-E. It's like when your parent wants to name you the Gaelic Maeve, but they're like, ugh, I've moved out of Ireland, though, so I'm going to spell it for these people to have an easy life. Dr. Maeve Gamble, thank you so much for your time. I asked Maeve before she went, any industry tea, any hot goss, any tips. I was hoping, you know, maybe she knew something about about Kanye that I hadn't heard of. Maybe uh, there are people in her office, you know, in the Canadian medical healthcare system fucking and I should know about that. That's the kind of tea I usually like. But I will accept a hot tip if you've got one too. Just something that the people can take away from this podcast that they might not otherwise hear because they're not friends with any doctors. I do see a lot of patients with joint pain, muscle pain, and fatigue. Come on, from banging Kanye West? And these are really non-specific symptoms. When it's clear to me that they don't have an underlying autoimmune disease to explain their symptoms, I often find that these patients are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficiency can cause joint pain, muscle aches, and fatigue. In Canada, and I imagine in the UK, many people are vitamin D deficient. We just don't get enough sun. So I think it might be worthwhile checking vitamin D levels if you're not getting answers for your symptoms. Holy shit, that's actually a super hot tip because when I was having 
a few miscarriages, my specialist mentioned that vitamin D, in his words, was not just a vitamin, it's a hormone and you need it badly. And Maeve, that is great advice. If you are pregnant or looking to become pregnant, or even if you're just living your normal life, you should probably take vitamin D supplements. The other advice that I heard, now this is not substantiated, again, I'm in no position to give advice, financial advice, workout advice, whatever type of advice you're looking for, listening to it from me is just anecdotal. It's just for fun and entertainment. But on the DL, I heard that we're supposed to take far more vitamin D than is actually um, recommended in the UK. And that number may or may not have been like 4,000 IUI. I don't even know what an IUI is. I thought it was for birth control. But it's a lot more. And then I think I said that one time on Instagram and people lost their shit. They were like, Catherine, I am a nurse and you are not supposed to take. And here's the thing, just a closing uh, argument, if you will, just uh, some final thoughts from me is when people really attach themselves to science and to medical evidence from data or studies or whatever else, I feel like that's great. And I love smart people like Dr. Maeve Gamble. And I love how many articles and um, real science-based facts and different uh, information from studies that she sent me when I was struggling with miscarriage. And even before that, when I was just struggling with my lupus diagnosis, I've known Maeve all my life. And she is the daughter that my dad always wanted but never had. She knows all this stuff and how fortuitous that she specializes in the exact thing that I have. So we've always been in touch and I've got incredible information from me you really do have to push be your own advocate if you aren't friends with someone like dr gamble um you just need to go out there and find the information if you don't feel like you're getting it from your gp or your specialist um but someone quoted science as not being a set of facts but an exploration of mysteries a constant evolving exploration of mysteries and i think that is true no more elsewhere than with autoimmune. Um, Data is always changing. Findings are always being corrected. There's always new information. And that's why I think you just have to keep looking, always keep looking. And if you are a doctor and you get angry and you go, well, actually, no, the advice is this. Even with weaning Fred, it's like, oh, wean them at four months. No, wean them at six months. Oh, no, you're not supposed to give them milk proteins till 12 months. Oh, no, actually, you do need to give them two teaspoons of peanut butter three times a week to build immunity to peanut allergies. Oh, eating this while you're pregnant will cause an allergy. Oh, not eating it when you're pregnant will cause an allergy. You have to do this. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. you just have to do the best that you can with the information that you can find that is made available to you and just be peaceful about the fact that that might change. I was formula fed because at that time, the advice given to my mom was that breastfeeding was barbaric and she shouldn't do it and that formula is better. Formula, by the way, has added vitamin D. Um, Even my doctor said to me, oh, you're still breastfeeding Fred? Oh, well, you can just formula feed him. It's the same. And I was like, okay, that's just, there's controversy everywhere. So before you get your little knickers in a bunch at me, just know that I'm speaking to you from experience, my sister's personal experience. We have enlisted the expertise of Dr. Gamble. If you have autoimmune or if you suspect you have autoimmune or if you think your child might be sick for no reason, I think the best thing that you can do is think about 
wellness from like a whole perspective. Think about all the lovely, healthful, nutritious medicine that you're putting into your body and seek out a professional who can guide you in the right direction. And if you feel like you haven't found that professional, then listen to your intuition and keep pushing until you get an answer because we all deserve to feel well. I hope that you feel well. I hope you're feeling happy. I hope that your children are safe. And if you have a long, long, long wait time to see a specialist, then my heart goes out to you because I was that mom with Violet. If I couldn't have gotten into a doctor, then I I wasn't in a position to pay for a private care and see one. So don't worry. I remember exactly what that was like. And even though I went to see this private doctor, I mean, all right, his allergy tests were negative, but who knows? I will have to be extra vigilant about autoimmune in my children. Why? Because all my Irish ancestors just fucked people who lived in the same village. They never went on any trips, never met a romance on, you know, like a boat somewhere. Never. It's just one village for millions of years. Therefore, Carrie and I are riddled with autoimmune disease. Fred, hopefully not you too. Thank you for listening to Telling Everybody Everything. I'll be uh, answering some of your emails next week. You can write me a letter. The email address is tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. If you would like to come see me in person, I am on tour. You can't come near me with your filthy hands because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Tomorrow, that's Thursday, I'm in Colchester. Then Friday, Cheltenham, Bexhill-on-Sea. The week after that, I'm in Ipswich, Cambridge, Tunbridge Wells. Then I'm doing something special in London on the 31st of Jan, if you live in Hackney. Then Westcliff-on-Sea, Aylesbury, Oxford, Northampton, Nottingham, Leicester. I'm all over the map. If you don't have my book yet, it's called The Audacity. You can get it as an audiobook. You can get it on your device. You can get it as an actual book in the store. And if you haven't done that already, please do it. If you have done it, thanks for doing it. The best gift that you can give to me is a positive review to one of your friends. Maybe whack that up on social media and tell everybody what juicy bit you loved the best. Thank you for um, always listening and participating in this ongoing exploration of mysteries. Have a great day. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com